This is Radio Free Istvan. The following public service announcement is direct from the Praetorian. Do not look directly at the Black God machines. Any dreams of paradise should be duly ignored and combat stims taken immediately. Remember, all defectors will be shot on sight. Emperor What's going on, Radio First Van listeners, and welcome to episode 166 of the Radio First Van podcast, a Horace Heresy Wargaming podcast. My name is Michael. I got my co-host Derek here. Go say what's going on, Derek. What's going on, Derek? And uh, do we have a special episode for y'all? I really oh, did yeah. screw up that intro. Y'all didn't hear it because I recorded over it, but... I completely fumbled the bag on that one. That's okay. I uh, I fumbled it immediately before that. <laughs> it was uh, just the vibe got thrown off, and at that point, you just got to restart and re-record. It's all right. We got it where it needs to be, and we're ready to go. So we got a special guest episode for you guys. First, we're going to talk about some uh, Discord stuff. Obviously, there's stuff going on in the Discord. We want to see you guys. Going on it's, Discord. it's great. I love it. It's such a good time. Uh, we're going to go over some hobby progress. We're going to talk about some uh, Siege of Sithonia stuff, and as well, I did want to go over, last week we were supposed to go over the Sunset 40k stuff, Yeah, because some of it affects us, but not all of it affects us. Right. We, we did get lost in the sauce on some 40k talk, Yeah, we so did. we didn't talk about the 40k talk we meant to talk about. Absolutely. And then lastly, I want to talk about the uh, tactical objective cards. And how those have kind of been rehashed for Horse Heresy 2.0. We went ahead and did that on the back end. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to talk about how to use those guys. And hopefully enhance your uh, your Horse Heresy games to not devolve into crab meta. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, baby. If so, anything will do it, that'll do it. <laughs> so first things first, let's talk about some of the uh, Discord announcements. So... Voting right now until the 8th of August is open. Yes. For both the July painting competition for the Dreadnought painting competition, mm-hmm. as well as the weathered side of the painting competition. So there are a ton of uh, Dreadnought pictures that are, uh, I guess, a dreadnought, dreadnought send off. Some lovely, lovely dreads. One, two, three, four. Four, five, six, seven, eight different dreads that you can go vote on in the Discord. Just go to warhammerdiscord.com inside your browser. It'll take you right in. Got and a wide variety of dreadnoughts also. Yeah, no, they are. Uh, there's a Dark Angels dreadnought, a Salamander dreadnought. You're, you're Bjorn. You're Bjorn. I'm just talking like there's a Leviathan. There's a, what the? What That's a Redemptor. Redemptor. There's a couple box dreads in there. Baby Bjorn. Bjorn the Fell-Handed himself. Uh, a Blood Angels Dreadnought, my Blood Angels Dreadnought with a converted Contemptor Fist. Uh, there is another Leviathan who's mm. like in a diorama. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he went all out. He's a Night Lord's Dread. Looks beautiful. There is a uh, Raven's Guard Contemptor, which is in like that Maui style, like, I oh, guess. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the like tribal patterns going over it. Yeah, the tribal patterns. Looks Very good. good. There's, I, I love these. This is a Alpha and Omega. Oh, they're the Mark IV dreads. Yeah, they're the Mark IV. But those arms that they have on them, yeah. those are from a uh, Spartan tank. Okay. He used Spartan arms to give them the dual last cannons on each side. Hell yeah. To make them look 
even more Horus Heresy than they already are. I'm just a big fan of the Mark II Dreadnought. Yeah, and then Nuff said, I'm not sure if this is... It feels like a dwarf Dreadnought is the best way I can describe it. It, it definitely... Or like a squat Dreadnought. It scans as a Contemptor, but then you like get up into it and it looks like it's uh, probably a converted Kalf Contemptor maybe. Actually, no. No, that is a resin, baby. Oh, yeah, it's missing the knee pads, and that one doesn't have the detail under it. So this is definitely not that plastic health contemptor. But, yeah, like custom work on the head. It just gives it this real, like, squat kind of, like... It's the backpack. It makes it look like he's about to go on a go on an adventure is, underground. Is mining or something? Yeah, looks like a mining dreadnought. Looks great. They, these are all fantastic dreadnoughts. Yeah, glad that we had this competition. In addition, that was just the... Yeah, that was a little bonus. bonus. Yeah, <laughs> this is a fun little thing we did for the contemptor going or the the box dread going away. But in July, the category was weathered. That was the overall category for July. Yeah, it's very interpretive, very open. And there's only two contestants in the July. And I think what happened here, <laughs> I feel like what happened, speculating, is there was a ton of entries into this. Mm-hmm. But as soon as powerful powerful artisans of all dropped his armager yeah it kind of i think dissuaded people from like joining <laughs> they're like oh yeah i'm not gonna beat that and then powerful powerful kieran said you know what i'm gonna try my <laughs> i'm gonna try my hand at this and so now we have two exceptional oh, yeah. entries into the weathered competition Ugh. now let me let me describe what's going on for to you guys because this is not something that I thought was. I obviously had to pull the pictures and I had to label them. I had to create another channel in the Discord, hide it from all you guys, put everything, put all the pictures together. I had to uh, label them and then I had to turn them into. I had to publicly make the channel and to make it to where y'all can only vote. It's a whole thing, right? Yeah. So when I took these imperial fists and i moved them to the other side the admin side of the discord and cleaned them all up and threw them over there i just labeled them imperial fists okay and then obviously the actually hold on let me check real quick yeah okay cool it is just an armager from what i can see a very well painted and weathered armager in the mud with big giant gashes in his armor and everything like that. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of the bullet hole in the shoulder so you can see a little more of that internal detail. I'm loving the scratches. This oh, thing yeah. looks like he fought a Hormagon, right? Just absolutely covered in scratches. It's a beautiful, beautiful armature. Pa- powerful artisans of all. Now, that being said, okay? Yeah. On the other token, on the other, the, the other entry in the weathered competition is these imperial fists these imperial fists yeah so as i looked at them right and like i'm being meticulous because it's like well i mean if i'm gonna judge i'm gonna judge (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna get in there boy (laughs) so i'm looking at them i'm looking at it's like well how weathered are these because artisan of all he went yeah, full the, out. This one's weathered. How weathered is the squad going to be? Yeah, so I got to look close, right? As I'm looking close, I see in Roman numerals the XX on all their shoulder pads. 
Yeah. Okay. So like the twentieth company or something. Okay. Yeah, twentieth company. Right. 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 Well, then I see that their armor chipping isn't normal steel. And what's crazy is the other day in my live, somebody asked me, "Hey, what color is ceramite? Because why do you color it steel?" And I was like, "Well, my ceramite's steel." And I thought to myself at the time, I thought maybe Kieran's ceramite in his head is it's got like this a like mithril, like this like blue metal. It's got it. like a blue metal. And then it's like at the at the speed of a neuron, I went, "Oh shit! <laughs> These are Alpha Legion." Yeah, they're so subtle, Alpha Legion. It's crisp. That I thought they were Imperial Fist, 100%. There was no doubt in my mind they were Imperial Fist. But there's like, they fooled me. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm a people. <laughs> I'm not a toy. They got me. <laughs> well, like, hey, I think a lot of us got got by this. It was truly, truly. I just thought we were just going in there and we were voting for Imperial Fist. And then, boom. Can you like edit it and put Imperial Fist in quotation marks? Oh, you bet your butt I can. <laughs> but I don't want people to look. I want people to discover. Like, I don't want to give them away, right? I don't want to like wink like, hey, Imperial just, Fist, right? I want to just broadcast it live on the podcast. Well, I mean, still here we are. Look, I mean, I want, I, I want people to discover it on their own, okay. right? Because that's what happened to me. Like, yeah. I just went in. Yeah, Imperial Fist cool. If I was... Defending the wall on Terra. And, <laughs> and this squad was next to you. You wouldn't think twice about it. If they walked up and said, hey, we got to get in. I said, yeah, of course. Go on, guys. Hey, open the gate. <laughs> open the gate. Let them in. <laughs> they're, they're friendly. <laughs> and they'd go. <laughs> like, so okay. I don't know why they always laugh evil like that. It's a third group to walk through. <laughs> like a passcode or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. So they just, they, they would have bamboozled me. I would have let all of the Alpharius's into the wall. Every single Alpharius. Every single one would have just been right in there. Good job, Karen. It looks great. Um, good job, Artisans of All. Also looks great. I think it's going to be a close oh, yeah. competition on that one. Uh, now, obviously, if you're listening right now and you're thinking to yourself, I go to Dreadnought or I want to weather up a squad, too late, guys. You missed it. You missed the mark, all right? Damn. However, I got good news for you. August. Yes. August is opened up for character. Yeah. We had a poll, and character ran away with it. Yeah, we tried to get pink to win. It did not win. We did not have enough time, but character is currently... Yeah, that's the topic of the month. Yes. So if you've got a uh, Praetor, a Centurion, if you have a Sergeant, an Apothecary, a Tech Marine, any of those things that you want to paint up just really, really nice and think you can, you know, swing with the big dogs. <laughs> There's going to be some killers in this one. There, dude, I, well, I'm looking at the, uh, the people who have already submitted this month. And yeah. there's already one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Seven entries this month, and we're only two days in. <laughs> yeah, so some people had some stuff on lock. They're, they're ready to go. So uh, if you're out there, you got a character, you got to paint. Hopefully, you're listening to the podcast. Hopefully, you can catch it on time. Uh, the uh, the secret word this this month is only may angels fly. It was supposed to be only angels may fly, 
but there were already too many entries for me to fix that. So uh, it is what it is. That's fine. So misspelled exsanguineous quote is going to be the only way you're going to get in. So we know for sure it's authentic. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so there's that, guys. So Discord character. Uh, let's talk about some hobby progress, man. I'm looking at what you've been working on, but talk to me. What have you been working on, brother? All right. So I polished off by the end of the month. Actually, on the 31st itself, I've polished off my Bjorn entry for the Dreadnought competition. Polishing your Bjorn does not sound like something that should be said on a child-friendly podcast. Uh, so is a lot of stuff we said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. So I was polishing my Bjorn. <laughs> yeah, you know, just as you do on... on polishing a, off my Bjorn. On a Sunday night. <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty pleased with it. So I had talked about uh, last week kind of where I was. And from that point, I kind of came in, I reestablished some of my volume with some like blue ink mixed with uh, Army Painter Strong Tone. Right. Just to kind of give me some some of that volume I lost from the glosses. It was like the, the gloss coat, dull coat, all that kind of wrecks your uh, your contrast a little bit. Mm-hmm. Every other, every coat you add to it just kind of brings it, just homogenizes everything just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I just kind of came in and reestablished some of that contrast. Uh, did my metals a little cleaner in most of the spots. Uh, the fur, I kind of looked and tried to figure out what kind of fur pattern I wanted to do. I'd settled on like this uh, kind of honey brown tone to it. And then, uh, yeah, mostly just did cleanup work on it. Got all the decals set where I wanted them and coated them, weathered them a little bit. Not too much because Bjorn is kind of like, he doesn't always like he doesn't see the field of battle too often, but when he does, like, yeah, it's no. an event. Yeah. He's like, got like, the in the fluff stuff. wise. I mean Yeah, it's tough to wake up Bjorn. Yeah. But yeah, then to hit him with some sponge weathering. Uh his base, so the base was pretty fun. I dusted off like a classic dreadnought base, did it with like a Rhinox hide, and then kinda tanned everything up. And then picked out my little bullet casings and the skull. And then I did the rim in that goblin green. Classic goblin green. You know, just trying to get, you know, if I'm going throwback with it, I may as well give it the whole throwback. It truly does look like he stepped straight out of a 6th uh, a edition Space Wolf Codex. <laughs> like, truly, truly that looks like classic Bjorn. Hell yeah. Well, that's that's what I was using as my... Uh, my Reference. Exactly. So got that polished off. Uh, aside from that, I've just been kind of running around and just doing errands and catching up on stuff that I've been needing to catch up on. Chasing contractors. Dude, I'm I'm loving that Bjorn. It looks so good. Um, so proud of you. God, it, it felt so good just to sit down and paint it and like, oh, I don't need this for my army. I'm not, I don't need it for the tabletop. I'm just doing this just to do this. Hell, when I'm done with it, it doesn't even matter what I do with it. We're gonna have to use our Patreon dollars to get you uh, something for your wrist holding that for as long <laughs> as you did to paint it. This is massive metal, just because I mean that thing is truly what like four pounds, maybe. I wouldn't say four pounds. It's probably I don't know, almost a pound, <laughs> almost a full actual American pound. It is. It's up there, dude. It is up there in weight. And then, especially because I had to replace the legs because I didn't have metal legs so it's all top heavy <laughs> it's so heavy dude <laughs> whoa why does his backpack do that I don't hey, calm down don't worry about it why is it magnetized or no. is it <laughs> pinned do, do, not, do not pull on that <laughs> what is going on there 
Uh, it's it's mostly glued. Listen, everybody, listen. He, he rattles a little bit. What is that? Don't don't make fun of him. He's a special boy. <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> if if we ever get in World War II, it's like. <laughs> That's how we're going to get the messages out. What is that? Uh, I don't know. It was just like that. And I was like, I don't want to throw more glue into this than I have to. You're all, I don't know how this is being held on it's, I can from seventh grade Derek. So I'm just going to go ahead and live well, my it, life. It's not even seventh grade Derek. It's, I picked this up from uh, the, the Bits Bazaar at Adepticon one year. Oh, and it came like that? Yeah, so the torso was put together. The arms were separate. Uh, they were magnetized. I, I've glued them on since then because they, they were not the caliber of magnets I've grown accustomed to using. And then sourced the legs and base from what I just had. So you have no idea what's holding that backpack on like that. That is correct. So it could be like one of those like... Uh, could be a paperclip. It could be some some old gum. I don't know. It could be like one of those like... YouTube series where they're like, hey, we're going to open up this safe and see what's inside. There could be a whole secret compartment behind that. It could be. That's, that could be where the smoke launchers went. Because I had to like replace the smoke launcher or the plastic one. What if he has them inside behind that backpack? What if the legs are in there too? That's what if the so legs heavy. are in there? That's why he's so heavy. Because he's abnormally heavy. Who knows what could be in there? I just I think you just haven't handled a metal dreadnought long enough, and that's why it feels too heavy. Bro, you don't know what's behind that backpack? No. Because it feels like it should come off. Am I right? Like, that does is not that, feel like it should be staying on. Oh, for as much, like, slop is in it, as much, like, wobble is in it. Yeah, the whole thing, there's not a part of it that doesn't move. Like, it rotates on, like, a central spot. Which, to me, just means that there's some solid glue that's come unstuck from the torso. But there's enough of it holding onto the backpack that it's working like a hinge. I'm going to break that off there. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be playing a game. Oh! <laughs> Oops. My Thunderhawk it oh, crashed no. right into Bjorn. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why is this backpack still on? Hey, yeah, the only thing you're going to knock off is going to be those wolf tails. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Thunderhawk will break along before that <laughs> Bjorn dread, does. <laughs> Dreadnought-shaped hole in Thunderhawk. Yeah, man, they don't make them like this anymore. No, that is quality and cheaper that you would remember like... <laughs> like you could get a full pewter metal dreadnought like back in the $45? day. Forty five dollars. Versus an injection molded like plastic piece. You know, what, yeah, they, what were they charging for the Calf Contemptor by itself? Fifty 80, bucks? I think like seventy, eighty. Get, no, get out of here. Yeah, it's up there, bro. It's up there. Let me but see. yeah, just keep one of these bad boys on the nightstand and you hear something go bump in the night, drop them in a sock and go handle some business. That's it. That's all you can do. <laughs> Love it. Love it. He looks great. He Thank looks you. great. Feels great. That's a thick boy. I, uh, I, I pushed it on this one and I'm pretty pleased with it. Yeah. Love the, love the hand. I love the way you did the, uh, the red claw. I love the little shin guard that has the red and white. Everything little, looks great on pack it. Markings on it and, yeah, I could have gone way crazier with the decals, but I didn't want to. I would have. I, I think it would have been a little too busy. I would have made him look like a Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> Bjorn Yakuza. The, old, the dragon all the way across the shoulder. That's right. So, but yeah, uh, that's all I really got. What about you? What you been up to? 
Um, so I have been, hello, Red. I switched over to, I finally finished, uh, the end of the death started listening to part one of three, part one of three, which we found out there's going to be a third one. Now I'm still waiting on two, two's not out. And so, uh, finished part one. Uh, there's been some like change up at my job. So mm-hmm. I had to take on quite a bit of responsibility this week. Uh, so I didn't get to do as much painting as I wanted to. Uh, but that being said, I did get quite a bit of painting done. <laughs> yeah, man, you're showing it off at the shop. Uh, so this week I painted a, a Leviathan Dreadnought. I'm not, I'm sorry, a Redemptor Dreadnought, mm-hmm. a Librarian Dreadnought, and a Death Company Dreadnought. I painted those three up this week. That now, doesn't sound very Horus Heresy to me. They're not Horus Heresy <laughs> at all, but they are Horus Heresy related. They are, they are Wargaming we're gaming adjacent. So That's fine. I didn't paint a heresy dreadnought. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the good news is, um, my biggest fear with like painting black and like getting black models painted is I was afraid that I, I was real standoffish about it. Cause like I can paint red with the best of them right now. Oh yeah. It's just kind of, uh, I've, I've got, got a, red down. I've, yeah. I've got a system down. Right. So, uh, this past week I was, it was, I think it was like Friday. Yeah, Friday. There's a another TikTok streamer named Neath Miniatures, mm-hmm. and he streams every Friday, right? Nice. And or he streams like every day almost. But he was painting uh, some Thousand Suns. Okay. And he like my my office usually gets off around noon on Fridays, and so I can I can work other things whenever I need to, as long as I'm near my phone. On Friday, so I was like, you know what? I was like, I'll do some painting. And uh, um, he sent me a message, and he's like, hey, I'm streaming. Do you want to hop in this? And I was like, I could paint. And so in that time that he was painting, I think between 2.30 and like 5 o'clock when I hopped off, in that three hours, I painted up a – I went from bare plastic – to fully painted uh, Redemptor and Librarian Dreadnought, <laughs> like from zero to 100, just because the system I have just, down is like... Just crushing it. Yeah, I use my hair dryer. I just I just slam it out as quick as I can. And, uh, you know, it's like... But and when I say that, I mean, it's not like... It's not at like a low quality. It's like a decent quality, like tabletop quality. Like Yeah, it's a very practiced method. Yes. That... Probably what thousands of points of Blood Angels have been through to yes. get you to the point where you can just like casually hold a conversation and stream and just interact with chat and stuff like that while just muscle memory is going. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So I whipped this out and by the time we're done and you know, the, uh, I, we're, we're, he's closing up. I'm like, Hey, I gotta go. I gotta actually go do some stuff and all this jazz. Uh, he's all, if I hadn't watched you paint that, <laughs> I would not have known. Like, I would not have believed you finished up those two dreadnoughts. In like three hours. In like three hours. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, you know, that's what it is. So then I was like, okay, you know, I gathered all my stuff. I actually had a couple of games that I played this weekend of 10th. And uh, um, I I had all my stuff gathered on my uh, pack 720. Mm-hmm. And the last piece I needed for my game 
was that Death Company Dreadnought. I was yeah. playing as a Furioso Dreadnought, but I assembled a Death Company Dreadnought. And That's fine. I wouldn't know the difference on the tabletop either way. Yeah, I don't think most people do. They, they do have different profiles, but I don't think most people do. But with the Death Company Dreadnought, that's no longer in my wheelhouse. That is black. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so my fear was, I was like, okay, I think I know how to paint black, but really I don't. Like, I'm, I'm truly... You've got the theory, but you don't have the same level of practice with it. I just know you're not supposed to paint black. That's the only thing I know. Like, you're not supposed to paint it black, but you also uh, need to get close to black to make it not look blue or green or whatever. Yeah. You've got to get close. So, once again, man, when I get in binds like that, when I get in binds where I don't know how to accomplish something, my go-to is Cult of Paint. I'm a a, a Cult of Paint, uh, the Pro Palette... Little Legend Studios, like I'm in all of their Patreons. So oh, yeah. like if I ever get in a bind where I'm like, <laughs> how do I handle this? I'll just go to like some of their historical videos. You got or, someone on retainer to yes. bring up. Yeah. Well, I'll go to their videos first before I start asking <laughs> questions and all that stuff. And so Henry had done a Black Templar uh, model and he showed like, look, like you can paint like a really heavy black but you want to make that black looked worked, I guess is the best way to put it. Like you want that black to look like it's actually been doing something. And so what he does is he'll paint something black and then he'll wash it with a, like a, either a Payne's gray or even a, uh, like a, a burnt umber to tint it that Brown. Yeah. So it looks like a dirty weathered black. And so it doesn't look like a, Just high contrast, like piece of plastic, right? Yeah, because what I've seen, especially with black, is it really needs context. Because without the right context, it just looks like an unpainted model. Yeah, if you're missing, yeah, exactly. And that's one of the biggest things I had issue wise with my original Raven Guard was they just look like prime models. And so that's before I was oil washing things, it's before I was doing like Xenothal highlighting, everything. So I had this, uh, I had this unpainted death company dreadnought and i was like dude honestly it was like maybe mm, maybe 11 o'clock at night and i was like let me paint this real quick didn't stream it dude i just like straight up just like i'm not about to put one unpainted model on the table exactly all the stuff i just worked hard on exactly bro exactly so i sat down gritted my teeth i'm like let me just practice some stuff I grabbed from Pro Curl, I grabbed their Payne's Gray. So I, I got, it's it's Payne's Gray. It's a, almost a really, really dark bluish gray, borderline black. And I was like, let me do black. I put on my normal Zenithal on the model, and then I hit it with that Payne's Gray. And when it's all over the model, it looks like a, a really, really almost moonlit black is what it looks like and so so in addition i was like okay perfect now let me take this burnt umber and let me cover this model with burnt umber and so i've covered my model so all of its recesses it's got like everything it has on it is like getting hit with this like grunge to it so now all of its rivets are getting filled in with dirt all of its you know it's 
recesses are getting filled in with dirt and I'm like got it dude absolutely fucking nailed it it like it felt so right and then it was like okay well now it's just details and all that work from here then I, I started working in the chipping effect like I normally do and with my chipping effect I always do the uh, kind of the three stage method you know the it broke the it broke the clear coat it broke the to the primer and then it broke down to the metal that's how I do it it's three different layers so I, I mixed up some Payne's gray and some white to give me that chipping effect. And I was like, this is a death company dreadnought. Like they just unleash him into the enemy. So I'm going to go crazy with this. Right. Oh yeah. So I went absolutely to town with my sponge method. And then I took some actual black because I could fall back on black now because I used Payne's gray instead. And so I hit it up all with black and I, it looks like actual primer now that we got down to. And then I came through with all my metal and I went heavy handed with that weathering. Like I went wild with the weathering. Like I wanted this thing to look like it had, you know, just rushed the enemy lines and they're just like, Hey, yo, 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 calm down. <laughs> the sun's getting low. <laughs> sun's getting low a little dead company dreadnought. So got him all painted up, got him all taken care of. And it, it, it was just one of those things where like, you know, I was, I, man, I'm, I'm, I was happy with it. It was kind of one of those things where I was scared, but it just worked out. It just worked out, man. And it, it's, it's always one of those things. Like everybody keeps asking me in my, in my, uh, in like the TikTok, they're like, you know, hey, I'm new. What, what would you like? What's one word of advice you can give somebody that's new? And every single time somebody comes in, I'm like, hey, this is the best advice I can give you. For six ninety nine. <laughs> You can't. <laughs> I know what your mind went to immediately. Coupon code RFI. <laughs> Monument Hobbies. RFIPay.com. No, no, no. I say, dude, for six ninety nine, you can go down to uh, Dollar Tree, Dollar General. You can get yourself a big old jug of LA Totally Awesome. So if you fuck up. You just go ahead and completely, completely clear your model out. Wash yep. your model out and get it start over from fresh. Hard reset. So if you're afraid of trying something, just do it. The, because the first step to being good at it is being bad at it. Absolutely. And so that was my thing was like, I need to eat my own advice sometimes. Because I was afraid, dude. I was afraid to paint black. because I'm going to screw this up somehow. And, like, and I just went for it. I was like, oh, this came out excellent. So... I just got to email advice like, look, dude, just do it. And then if it comes out wrong, strip it. And then just when strip it live on TikTok. Live on TikTok, baby. I got stuff stripping right now. <laughs> hey, I messed up. You guys better learn something today. <laughs> so got that guy painted up and, and he's good to go. Uh, another thing I want to, I do want to talk about like hobby wise, right? I don't know if we talked about this last week, the God hands. Did we talk about this? Or did uh, that happen? We had, I don't think we did it on the podcast though. Okay. Okay. So I posted up on on TikTok. I had posted up that that there were these nippers out there. Nippers is actually the term they use. Mm-hmm. Uh For your, your sprue cutting device. Yeah, by the company called Godhand. And now I had reached out to these guys. They're in Plano, Texas, and they didn't respond back to me. So immediately I was well, they're, they're manufactured in Japan. I think it was a distributor you were talking to. In well, they don't follow their Facebook page. So, okay. You know what? And I truly think that they just don't need to reach out to people. They don't care. Like they, they, 
they, hey, they are known in certain circles for the quality. So I reached out to them and I was like, you know what? I don't feel like spending $60 on nippers. I don't think I could spend $60 on nippers. Not when the ones that they ship me with my 3D printers work just fine. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> right? And so I was like, let me just, I'm going to try, you know, we don't usually throw our weight around with the podcast, but I was like, let me just go and see if we could, I was like, hey, would you mind? And I, I asked him, I'll show you the, the, the actual message. I was like, hey, if y'all sent me some nippers, can I review them and I'll send them right back to y'all? Like, that's how I said it. Like, I will send them back. Like, thinking, like, maybe they'll be like, yeah, you could try them out, but we want them back. Like, you know, no problem. Send them, send them the loner. Because <laughs> it's got this humongous like beeping device on it. <laughs> it's like a tracker. I didn't know you could low jack modeling equipment. <laughs> so there's 60 bucks, dude. I'm like, there's uh, financially in this economy. I don't think people could pay $60 for nippers. Like we're just not there yet. Right. Well, I made this like funny TikTok where it was like, huh? Must be nice kind of situation. It's cute. Wish I could have them. Wish I could have them. And (laughs) immediately after that, in the comments, everybody who owned a pair basically was like, they're worth it. This was the best $60 I've ever spent in my life. Like, you know, they were like, I'd sell my kid before I'd give away these (laughs) nippers. Right. And I was like, there's no way they're this good. There's no way. There's no way. Well, one of my followers on TikTok um, went to the Amazon wish list I have and just bought them. And he's like, look, you make content. I appreciate your content. I'm going to buy them on your Amazon wish list. Thank you. Boom. And, supported. And bought me a pair. Right. So I got those in on Sunday. And immediately, I'm like, these motherfuckers just didn't reach back out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I will say, especially in like the, uh, the Gundam model kit community, God hands are like that. That is like the brand, like that is the Velcro of, uh, sprue cutters. Like that's the pinnacle. That is the apex. That is the top. So for those of you who don't know, uh, what they are is they are for cutting plastic sprues. They work a little differently. They don't have the two blades that work like that kind of come together instead one side has a sharp blade it's like an anvil and the other side side is just flat have you ever used them uh i have not ever used them but i do know kind of how they work okay so anyway so i get these clippers in right yeah and i'm doing a i'm doing a review for tiktok because i felt like it would be unjust for me not to do a review and share been, it. Yeah, you've been hyping them up. You got to show everybody what they do. Yeah, yeah. So I do review, and naturally, I'm I'm blown away. Right? I don't. I mean, I'm blown away. But my my thing my thinking is is there's no way that anybody on the internet's going to believe me because I, I mean obviously I'm going to be like biased towards the free nippers I just got right like absolutely. So my thinking is I'm going to run down to the shop. I'm going to take some sprue with me, and I'm going to live film everybody's reaction to these things. Okay. And uh, it was as impressive as, a, as you thought they were. So first off, it comes with that little condom. 
but yeah, it's got a little thing to protect the head because this these are very expensive neighbors and, and very sharp as well. Yeah. So so here's a rhino top yeah. there. Okay. And there's the nippers. So All right. you just you do what you want. And this is Derek's live reaction. All right. So I've got the, uh, the little top hatches to the rhino. And what I hear you should be able to do with these, normally you nip it just a little bit away so you clean it up and you don't get that gouge uh-huh. you normally get when you get a little too crazy with your nippers. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go straight up to the part. And I'm just going to give it a little clip. And I'm going to do it on all three sides just to see if I maybe have to like get a little better at it. If it's something that you know has a little learning curve. But uh, yeah. Uh, I, off the rip, I can say the cutting edge on this is very, very thin. Like, about the thickness of an X-Acto blade, I think. It's kind of like an X-Acto blade on a, uh, on a clipper. So I've got the part loose. I'm going to set everything down because I would be very sad if it's fine until he hands it to me and then it's just destroyed. But looking at it right, off, right out the gate. How did it feel? Oh, it, it felt like I wasn't cutting anything. <laughs> it's there crazy. Was, right? There's zero resistance. <laughs> it, it just just completely just melted through this plastic. It's like a hot knife through butter. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very strange. So uh, what I hear is these are so high quality. You don't, once you get to a certain skill level with it, you don't have to clean up parts. You don't have to file. You don't have to like sand. You don't have to like come back with an exacto and clean stuff up. Uh, I can tell you, I am not able to do that with these, but this is the cleanest cut I've ever made with these nip- with any kind of sprue cutters, nippers. It's a, uh, it's, it's pretty wild, dude. They're, they're, they're extremely nice. Uh, I don't doubt that you could get good enough with these. And, and part of this was there's like a bevel I wasn't expecting on this piece. I bet you could get to the point with this where you don't have to clean stuff after you cut it. Yeah, no, I because uh, like I said, I know this is a this is very much a known quantity in the Gundam modeling community because if you do have to like trim a piece from a sprue and then you've got like a nub mark and then you sand it, now it's got a different finish than the rest of the piece. So that's that's a very important thing they look for in that community. Yeah, they have to polish and all that jazz, and so being able to just cut that step out entirely, that's kind of the selling point on the sixty dollar nippers. The $60 God Hand SPN 120 <laughs> Nippers. <laughs> They're real stuff, dude. They are absolutely uh, real stuff. I am, uh, uh, I was super, super jazzed and impressed by these bad boys. Worth every penny? Yeah, absolutely worth every penny. So, cool stuff. Lovely, lovely. So, yeah, everybody at the store was equally as like, uh, what the... F is oh like, yeah, absolutely. But the, the cut is so clean, I could put this part back on the sprue. Look at that. Right back in there. I just shoved it back in. It's holding fine. <laughs> yeah, and it's just... Nothing's, like, torn out of place. Nothing's, like... It doesn't gouged. pinch anything. It doesn't actually, like, pinch anything off. It actually cuts it. Yeah. It is as if you just took your X-Acto knife and cut it off the sprue like that. Just without the inherent danger of doing that. Uh, another thing I did this week that I didn't want to talk about was my... So for Warzone Houston, they have the painting competition. Yes. And so as part of that painting competition, I have uh, two things going on that are far in front. Um, I have the uh, diorama 
yes. version of it. And so as part of the diorama version, in, the thing that I'm working on is a Deathstorm drop pod that has a uh, uh, its missile rack being loaded up by a tech marine. So I got the tech marine in. It's actually the the one I was hoping for. It's this little this little fella who's like looking at his aspects and okay. he's carrying. I actually his hand was carrying the 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 bomb. He's a Thunderfire cannon dreadnought. Or Thunderfire cannon. Uh, oh, okay, the the cannon operator. Yeah, so like he had a little baby missile in there, or a baby little shell in Just there, like in the vice of his servo arm. Yeah, and so uh, what I did was, I actually took the measurements from the Deathstorm drop pod, uh, Deathstorm drop pod missile rack, mm-hmm. and measured the front. I just assumed that it was like so much deep or whatever, and then I uh, I designed that in three D to fit inside of his big arm and then his little arm. So it looks like he's loading it into the rack. Hell yeah. And like finishing off. And I drilled out the hole of the other side. So I've got to get working on that. I've got to finish up the trim on that. I've got to get everything designed. Um, That being said on that project, on that project front, uh, I reached out to the mighty brush. I saw that to get some of the, uh, the decals for the screens. Cause that STL file that I got from Morshin it's a the drop pod launcher, and it's got like it basically fits exactly on a uh, as a mortalis tile, and so I got that, and it's got this little computer in there that's got a screen all that jazz. So I want to paint that screen like a really vivid, bright green, and then do the the white display screen decal on that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, while I was ordering that, right, I was thinking I I just recently did this like this tutorial on a uh, writing with a, a 0.15 millimeter pen that 003 pigma pen mm-hmm. and so i was like man i wonder if they make it in white because somebody had posted that they were doing the same technique but with a red pen Ooh. and so i was like i was like let me see if they make this in white and it turns out they do they make it in white sepia black and gray and so and, and i guess red somewhere I, I couldn't find the red one might be a different company yeah so I was thinking to myself, I was like, dude, like I can get a little crazy with a white pen and like, I probably should be using like a dark sepia instead of a black for the ink for, uh, for scrolls and all that jazz. Or I don't know, something I was thinking about, but I ordered the white sepia pen, the, the point zero zero five. I think it's not the zero zero three. I couldn't find the zero zero three, but it's a point two millimeter, uh, point. Yeah. Point zero two. Point two. So two percent of a millimeter. Yeah, because the other one's point one five. So yeah, that's fifteen percent of a millimeter, and then so point two is twenty percent of a millimeter. So yeah, yeah. So I ordered that one so that if for whatever reason the uh, uh, the decals, the mighty brush decals aren't going to work, I can use it. If like if it takes too long for them to come in or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I know they come from the UK, but because I will say those are quality decals, at least the ones I used. Mm -hmm. I love those guys. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. uh, to trying those out. I've been decal crazy, man. I've been looking for as many decals as I could. That's the way to do it. And, you know, it was so funny that uh, the other day inside of TikTok, like one of these guys from the UK that was in the TikTok with Neath was talking about like how he doesn't put decals on anything. He just prints or he just uh, embosses stuff into his 3D prints. Yeah. He just like, oh, I just print shoulder pads with the stuff already on them. 
I was like, yeah, it doesn't look as good though. And he's like, nah, it looks the same. I was like, no, it doesn't. Does it though? Does, does it, it really? Mm, let's talk about that. Who like, come on now. I, okay. I will say in some applications. Yeah. That makes a little more sense. Uh, iron warriors. They don't have servitors like painting the iron warriors symbol on their shoulder pads. Okay. They just have plates that get riveted to it or welded to it. Makes sense. But like blood angels. Come on, baby. Emperor's children? They painted it on. Like hand painted. Like either they're actually painted on or it's gonna be a minute enough detail, like uh any like like carvings. Like any like carved notches or carved like spatial runes, like those might be carved in where you could just get away with like uh re- removing it from a 3D file and then coming in and washing it. Decals would still probably look better. Yeah, I was I was thinking about how uh you know, the, the conversation was, you know, decals, like, they take forever and all that jazz. I was like, they, no, do they, not, don't. they do not take forever. That is a you, misconception. Yeah. If, if you got a, if you got a technique down and it you're is. ready to put decals on, you cut them all out, put them all on, and and I hair dry, so, like, they're done in less than 10 minutes. I'll have six, seven decals on a model. So, let's take a simple geometric shape, like the, the arrow for your tactical guys. Mm-hmm. It is faster to just apply that decal than it is to freehand that arrow. Or paint an embossed arrow. Or, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. And then you could weather it too, scratch it off, make it look all dirty. Even better. But I get it, man. I get it. You know, Microsoft, Microset isn't sold everywhere. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, it's a tool to be aware of because freehanding, if there's a decal of it, I'm not freehanding it. Exactly. No, absolutely not. But I might throw the decal on and then mat it down and then come in and then just do a little do a little stuff to it. Like the the great company symbol on Bjorn. I went in with like uh, my strong tone and just kind of like just I love ed- it. edged it a little bit just to make it pop just a little bit more. I love beating up decals. Yeah, it's once it, you know what you can do with it, there's a lot of stuff you can do with it. I decals. love beating up decals. You saw my Death Company Dreadnought. Oh, you yeah. could barely see his decal. It just looked like it was barely there. Yeah. It's like what? What company is he with? It's like it doesn't matter. Is that that shit is in your face company right now? (laughs) So, but no, dude, I'm I'm all about it right now. Uh, So I got that going. Um, He's ready. I 3D designed the the missile for him. Mm. Um, I John Christensen actually hit me up today when he was talking about how he was at the dentist and heard his name because we were talking about. my salamander in a tree. Oh yeah. And so he gave me some advice on how to, uh, I get, I, I knew that green stuff world had made a, a leaf tree punch, like a leaf punch to make leaves out of all, like a hole punch. Yeah. Like, like paper. Yes. And so you just get an actual leaf and you punch it out of a leaf and then you take a, you're using real leaves. He, John was like, Hey man, i there's a special spray you got to put on them. And then you use real leaves. Cause he asked me, he goes, do you have this the right color leaves in your yard that you want to use? And I was like, oh, we're getting real. <laughs> and, I, and he goes, I said, yeah, because I thought that was gonna, what I was going to do. And then he goes, he goes, cool. Um, there's a special uh, a special seal you have to put on it, like a sealant that you have to put on it for Make Interactive. And I was like, oh, I was just going to matte coat it. He's like, no, matte coat won't cover 100%. You got to use this. And I was like, John Christensen just. He's done mm, the science. He's done the science, man. So uh, I'll probably end up doing a uh, 
they're yeah yeah i've got to find the right model to do it is where i'm stuck on right now i'm stuck on doing a 30k like sniper model versus the already made a 40k phobos armor infiltrator okay so i'm in between the two right now i i kind of want to do a camo cloak but then again i don't want to do a camo cloak because i was thinking if i do a camo cloak i can do the camo cloak in the salamander yellow but his armor in the green Okay, but we'll see. We'll yeah, see. So I don't. So you're kind of leaning towards like a, a 30k recon or a, a yeah recon marine, where he's in power armor, but he has the, like the the scout equipment. Yeah, I do. I do whatever way I can get the uh, the rogue trader era yellow and black camo on there, which I think is like the Kakaradon armor now or whatever. Or no, they still have it listed as like a. Uh, because it's in the Bidab War stuff. Yeah. Because it's like a, a Salamander's camo scheme. And it's like, okay, well, show me what that's camo for. Yeah. Hey, man, it's real. You ever seen a Salamander next to the leaves that it's camouflaged with? I can't say that I have. They're like truly black leaves with like yellow yellow in the middle of them. They look like Salamanders. They look like a bunch of dead Salamanders laying on the ground. Just a bunch of black leaves with yellow spotches in the middle, and mm. that's what the salamanders are uh, camouflaging against, it, or with against. Well, I'm excited to see it. But as far as how that's going to translate l- to scale, yeah, I can't imagine. Let well, me see. Here. If anybody can figure it out, I think it's you. Uh, we'll see. Until we get a bunch of links to Golden Demon winners who've done the same thing or something. Here you go. That's what a salamander looks like next to a leaf that has the same camo pattern as it. Oh, okay. You meant like a like a real world salamander reptile. Yeah, because that's what it's based off of. Okay. See, that wasn't clear to me. I just kept yeah. Have you ever seen a salamander next to one of the leaves? I'm, I'm thinking of a space marine. Oh, okay. I didn't realize you were talking about the actual real world lizard salamander yes that is what it's based off of okay that's what the camo is based off of a lot of things just made a little bit more sense oh okay cool yeah so uh yeah (laughs) that is what a real world salamander looks like when it's camouflage okay well that's what you know this particular kind of salamander and and the reason why they're like that is because they have black leaves that uh, the, the region that they're native to this is a predominant type of leaf that they hide in yeah so i have to make this so another thing i was thinking about and this is like totally probably beyond my level, but something I did ha- like I was sitting in my chair thinking about yesterday, and I did want to talk to you, and I didn't want to bounce it off of you for this model. It was specifically for this model. Okay. Okay. And it may be too late because I think we only have like a little bit over a month till Warzone. OSL. Okay. Oh. Okay. So now, if I wanted to fake osl sunspots osl sunspots so like imagine if you will now if i had a space marine fully in the shade and like he's on like the tallest tree branch right on some megafauna tree right right and he's got his sniper rifle out he's looking down on something Mm -hmm. and he's fully shaded he's fully up there like camouflaged yeah. But the canopy has holes in it to where light can hit him directly. Okay? 
but I don't want to have to build up a fake canopy. I want to have holes on him. Yeah, you, you want to light. paint this reverse shadow of the light coming through the canopy onto his armor. And I was thinking the only way that I probably could do that would be to like essentially paint him fully, right? And then paint the tree behind him fully and then go through and this was this was my idea. I don't know if it'll work, but I think I could take blue tack and put little holes of blue tack all over the model and then all over the tree behind him as well. And then take some like like a shade, like a yeah. like a dark shade or like a sepia and dust it over and over and over again. Until it like, uh, and then I'll pull all the sticky tack off and I'll have all these bright areas on him that will look like sun is shining through the canopy onto him. What do you think? So it's going to be very tough to nail it because if any degree of variance off of like, your brain seeing it and recognizing immediately that's what's happening is going to kind of wreck the effect effect. Okay. So I'm not saying it can't be done. I was thinking I was going to try it on one of those bus. Absolutely. Another thing you could do is use chipping, chipping medium. What? What did you just say to me? Chipping medium, chipping medium. Are you, not familiar? No, I know what chip medium okay, is, so but like, you, I'd have no idea how you would make this happen. So you paint it up instead of the blue tack. Uh-huh. So you have it painted up as it would be in direct sunlight. Then you hit it with that chipping medium. And then you shade the whole model down. And then you chip away to have those light spots. I got you what you're saying now. Okay. And then I wouldn't have hard holes. They, they'd be as hard. I mean, they can be hard. But I could soften them up around it. You'd be able to soften them up. You have a little more control over it in the middle of the... Like, like seeing it as you're doing it. As opposed to, well, it's covered in blue tack. I'm just going to spray it, and I'm not going to know what it looks like until I pull this tack off. Whereas the chipping medium, you'd kind of get that feedback as you're doing it. Mm. Well, I don't know. but that's just that, That's just my first impression of like, Here's some other ideas you could do. I don't know which one you'd be the most comfortable with. But yeah, basically I wanted it to be a tree. We're definitely outside my wheelhouse on this. Dude, I'm outside my own wheelhouse. But like... If you only do what you can do, you'll never do more than you can do now. That's right. Don't (laughs) 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 make... Don't let making a living get in the way of... Having a life. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let your dreams be dreams. (laughs) So, okay. I don't know. That was something I wanted to try out. I I was was curious about that. and Yeah, I I don't know how that would work. I don't either, dude. I I just know it would have to have some kind of context. Having having a similar effect on the tree behind him, I think, would be great. I just love saying it out loud on the podcast because I know somebody who's smarter than I am is going to be like, hold on. Yeah, because you're going to get a message from John Christensen who's done this exact same thing. <laughs> he's always off. First off, what you want to do is exactly. we're actually going to do uh, what's called accelerated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it called when they like uh, 
accelerated erosion where they like simulate what like <laughs> UV light does to paint and all this stuff. It's like, oh, oh, okay. No, yeah, well, that is uh, that is where my hobby progress is right now. Uh, I've got some busts I got to paint up to see how I'm going to handle that. So, yeah, getting the effect, like I said, having the context of the tree next to it is going to help you out. Otherwise, in a vacuum, you have to nail it. Otherwise, it doesn't read as what you want it to read as. As somebody who's painted up a lot of stuff that didn't read as what I intended it to read as, I can say. Yeah, no, I've got some. I've got some work ahead of me. Uh. But that, I, I do think this is like, this is, you're onto something. Like, this could be a really, well, one of the most impressive pieces I've seen in a while. Hopefully. I mean, I've only got like a month and a half to figure it out. So, well, if it takes a little longer than that, just enter it in Golden Demon. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, other than that, I got all that stuff painted up for a couple of 10th games. I played those, I had a good time. Yeah. Um, How do you like in 10th edition? I know we talked about it at length last week. I like it, dude. I, I really enjoy it. I, it's uh, it's one of those things I played uh, this week. I played one of the more competitive guys that, that plays 10th in town. He actually goes to the local tournaments or yeah. nearby tournaments quite a bit. My goal was not to get tabled, and I actually did uh, decent against him. He said that I had one of the like hardest-hitting lists that he's ever played against. In our local wacky meta. And he said to <laughs> absolutely go to tournaments with him with that list. And so... I think it's a once you like crunch the numbers and kind of see things a little bit more open mindedly in that game, there's a little bit easier to figure out and kind of kind of have fun with what you want. And so uh, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I take away from it is, and I think one of the biggest things that they have down in tenth edition that I think needs to be brought over to Horus Heresy is, and I've talked about it before, is the tactical objective cards. Oh yeah. And uh, one of the biggest things that I think that, or big, biggest reason I think that, is playing 10th edition, as you play, you are required to draw new cards and, and move forward with uh, with the game. And each card is at random, could have you get to the middle of the table, get into an enemy deployment zone, do this, do that. So, like, rotating secondary objectives. Rotating secondary objectives. And with that live happening, it... It is. It doesn't let you because, like, right now, knights in tenth edition they're very powerful. Yeah, and so, and the reason why they're so powerful is because they're titanic. They can shoot across the table. They can see over everything and all that jazz. They just drop a bunch of armagers, which are very good for capturing objectives. They have a very high movement. They have hard hitting weapons. One hundred percent. Really good at just about everything, which is excellent. But what makes them so? What? What? They're not top tier. They're not the highest tier you could get. Because Eldar are so maneuverable in this game. And so because they're so maneuverable, they can get these secondaries. They can get to where they need to be. They can get to these tactical objectives. They've got the flexibility to just hit these secondaries. Yeah, so so in 10th edition, you either play table your opponent or be very flexible and be able to get everything thrown at you, right? And most of the time, like you, and you'll see it even in the tier list, or you'll see it in the... uh, uh, in the rankings is flexibility is going to beat out brute force every time. And I think right now in heresy, uh, brute force seems to be just heavily emphasized, heavily emphasized. Tabling your opponent is probably the, the fastest way to win, the fastest way to win because there is not a, uh, uh, 
well, even that going to kind of what we're going to be talking about a little later with one of the most recent changes to Siege of Cthulhu, they've removed one of the secondary objectives from all the core missions in that book because the way it was, if you took out a unit turn one, that's two victory points. Mm-hmm. If that was an elite or HQ unit, that becomes four victory points. Yes. Those are the two nearly identical secondaries of destroy a unit in your first turn or the first turn. It promotes just killing the other army. Yeah, if you ice a contemptor turn one, you are now up by four victory points. So there's like so there's things that there there's certain units in Horus Heresy that are just kind of sidelined right now because they don't they're 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 being taxed and they pay a premium for their speed, but they don't have there's no reciprocation for there's no way to damage output. Yeah. There's yeah. no way for them to capitalize on that. Right. So like like uh, jet bikes or outriders or attack bikes or I think attack bikes they just knew weren't going to be in the edition. They, so. They're technically in the edition. Yeah. Um, but there's just a lot of these units that are very mobile, very fast units. With nothing to do with it. With no reason to be in the game. They're, like, they're not scoring, so it doesn't matter if they hit an objective. They, yeah. can, they can deny your opponent's objectives. But, but, so, so I think that's one of the things where it's, uh, um, I, I think it leaves the current edition of Horse Heresy open for an enhancement in the, in the, in the realm of tactical objective cards. Yes. Which we've, in Horse Heresy first edition, we played with them all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and I don't know if, uh, and I think it kind of, there's a lot of new players to Horus Heresy. Oh, yeah. The new edition did see a lot of people coming over fresh who d- haven't played in the previous edition. And the, and, and, and I, th- I don't think that that has, like, translated over. You know, I don't think... I think whenever Horus Heresy 2.0 came out, everybody put their cards away and said, you know, Relic of the Past, kissed them, put them in their bag, and said never play with them again. And I think, uh, I think we're at the point now... Where bringing those back is where we should be. Okay, so you just want to jump straight into this? Or you want to skip over the yeah, Siege yeah, let's Cthulhu? jump straight into this. Cool. So, with this, would you replace your primary mission, or would you replace secondary? This objectives? is secondary, hundred percent secondary. Okay, so would you just scrap all secondary objectives to your uh, to your missions, and then just throw in these cards? I would say that's exactly what you should do. All right. Do you have it work like it does in forty k, where you get three at the beginning of your turn? And at the end of your turn, you can discard them. You discard them at the end of your turn to score them. And then at the beginning of your turn, you draw until you have three. Yes. So you hold three, three of these tactical objective cards, yep. right? You always need to have three. Okay. So at the beginning of your turn, you draw a card. These are your three objectives. And then if you kill any of these next turn, if you killed three, all three of them, you need to bring three back. Okay. On these cards, there are special rules in them. Let's say, hey, if there's no way that you could do this because nothing on the table is psychic, nothing on the table is this, you can immediately discard that card. So you just replace it. Yeah, immediately replace it. Okay. And so uh, you just throw it in the bottom of the deck and hopefully it never comes back again. So, so yeah, I mean, it really, I mean, we played with them last edition. We played them at Adepticon, every stiff event we had them. Um, I'm trying to remember other events that had them, but I mean, we, we played them at all of Ryan's events. Mm-hmm. And so I think just bringing them right back is going to be make the games more fun. Okay. And, and it's going to kind of take us into a uh, 
a more flexible, flexible and fluffier kind of gameplay. I think. I mean, obviously, what's going to happen is, I think we're going to see a lot of mobile armies are going to come out of this. You know, for events to start picking this up, there's going to be a lot more mobile, like a lot more uh, mobile events or mobile units that are going to start coming into the meta and all that jazz. Okay, but I think it's better than us kind of. Letting the meta like form into stagnate, yeah, stagnate into what we've kind of seen as this like lace cannon. Hey, the, like these these meta. units are really good at getting their points back. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the good news, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, and you're, you're definitely you'll see it on the Facebook page, we gathered up all those, and we're just gonna put a link to the Dropbox on the Facebook page. And all you have to do is take them to your UPS store and have them print them up into card format for you guys. Uh, you can put it back on it. You can do whatever you want. Uh, they'll they'll do whatever you want. Uh, so you get your event logo thrown on there. Yes, you get back is our fully logo open. thrown on there, and and get it get it going, and they'll they'll print them right up for you. Okay, hell yeah. So. Hopefully, if you guys want to start playtesting with those, see how the games work and all that jazz, I think what's going to happen, which is going to be very similar to what happened last time, is a major event will pick them up, and then it, it'll, one. it all takes one event, and then every other event will start working with it. Every event will start will start handing them out. Yeah. Next thing you know... Well, so a lot of these event organizers do, like, talk. Absolutely. Like, hey, what's what was some issues at your event? Oh, uh... Primarchs overran the event and nothing happened because Primarchs met Primarchs and they had a slap fight the whole game. Yep. Or your opponent didn't bring Primarch and your Primarch just bullies your opponent the whole game. Oh, so, you know, like there was a talk about do we allow Primarchs at events because of what they do to the game? There's, oh, do we do this? Do we do that? So organizers do talk. So if one event tries it, every other event organizer is going to find out how it went. And yeah, if it does what we believe it'll do, which is freshen up the game, make a more dynamic uh, narrative, then we should see some some more adoption of it. Yeah, I think so. And and I always like the uh, uh, there are like the my favorite absolute favorite tactical objectives out there are the ones that make you kill a specific unit, like the bring it down objectives. Yeah, where it's like uh, if you kill a vehicle or a monster, or if you kill a super heavy vehicle and all that jazz, I live to that for to get that card. I I love turning every single gun I have on to <laughs> if it's you know like a warhound or a, a land raider or something. It's like it did nothing to me, right? It could like it could be a Spartan trans like it that already transported something to fight me. Just that bring it down card. I love that card. I love blowing something up just to get those points because I truly do dump everything I have into those damn like. Well, that and you also brought it up uh, last week how one of those came up, and so instead of your uh, your redemptor getting chumped out, uh, or Killican ran past it to have an objective. Yes, because like like this just changes your target priority. It changes everything. It doesn't make the game move as you expect it to move, and it, it's it's because it's so. But with how much of the heresy was just like confusion and chaos, evolving tactics, right? Like, like hey, what we were set, what we what we were doing five minutes ago is not what we're doing right now. Oh, great! Look, the wall we were standing on is now meat. 
That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> like, thank God for that. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry for end of death, end of the death spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, the wall becomes meat for some reason. And they're just like, hey, it's kind of soft up here. Pretty sure it shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, pretty sure it shouldn't be meat. <laughs> That's the last thing I want this wall to be. Was the moon always blinking like that? <laughs> Anybody else watch work? No? <laughs> Dang. Okay. Mine's going backwards. I kind of want to just lay down and go to sleep, but uh, my, my nightmares have been uh, lasting months. So, <laughs> Last nightmare I had ate the guy next to me. <laughs> Last nightmare I had, I was gone for four years, but it turns out I was only asleep three minutes. <laughs> I had a family. <laughs> so... But yeah, no, we'll so, throw those up on the on the Facebook page. So is each card like? Do they have their own like listed of uh, uh, victory point values? Absolutely, you know they do. Okay. Yes, they have their own victory point values listed. Uh, there's enhancements to them. So like, like in the case of bring it down, there's a uh, you kill this unit, uh, kill a vehicle. If it ends up being a super heavy vehicle, instead of three points, you get five points. Yeah, you can get up there. You can get up there in points if you play it right. Okay, so, so that you could easily outpace your primary objective victory points with all your secondaries? Absolutely. Okay. Like, do you remember the game I played against Maurer in the event, like in the, the campaign? Yes. Where I literally sat on the objective for three games and did nothing else mm-hmm. except uh, play defense against Vulcans and, nah, don't come to these objectives. Uh-uh. And uh-uh. I just sat there. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> I don't ever want that game to happen again. Okay. Because that is all every turn. I just ate up victory points, ate up victory points. And then I realized the other day when we were talking to Josh, who was playing Kayla. Yeah. It was a, Hey, don't kill her. Don't table her. Because if you continue playing, you get more victory points, which helps out for the campaign. Right. Which, and, and truly it's like, just stand on an objective and just, farm victory points we need another way we need another way yeah so i think that'll get us out of gunline armies gunline land and start promoting uh mobile armies friendship ended with gunlines yes <laughs> fast assault is new best friend <laughs> reject gunline <laughs> accept mobility so we've had uh the everything evolves into crab but now we found the return to monkey Wow, we're going to return to monkey, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Unga, and I cannot stress this enough, Bunga. (laughs) We're like the damn Sumerians coming in, giving them the, (laughs) giving them the, uh, uh, the, the new laws, baby. You're going to splice in our DNA to them crab people. Now I'm just picturing like how wild we can get with some of these objectives. Like, oh, lose an entire unit to Overwatch. (laughs) <laughs> send it <laughs> <laughs> all right you can either overwatch me with your last cannon team and i get what three or four victory points or you could deny me those victory points and just let and it happen. lose that last cannon squad <laughs> so luckily none of that is in there none, none of that is none of that that would that would fall under like blood bowl style mario party <laughs> bonus stars bs it would say, it would say, lose an entire unit to Overwatch. Why is it's this like, worth, how do I win when I do this? Why is don't, this worth points? don't have a deep striking unit. What's up, crab? <laughs> Keep this card. Cannot discard this card. You are not allowed to discard this card. Oh. 
that uh. just takes me back to it was like one of the events we read about on like either Bolter and Chainsword or one of the other ones in high school where it was like or maybe it was an event y'all went to that y'all told me about where everybody had a secret objective yes but it was a big team game so like the Imperial Guard players like oh the your captain of this particular platoon's command squad he's seen too much ensure that he does not survive the game yeah the Grey Knights player next to him gets a mission where it's like oh that same character, he must be protected. So it's like this guy's trying to like suicide his like one of his lesser commanders, but all of a sudden now he's got a bodyguard of Grey Knights for some reason. He's going to go help, baby. That's <laughs> it. It's it's the way it works out, bro. Like <laughs> that's what that promotes that kind of you know like promotes that kind of narrative in the game. You know. Yeah, I just like the idea of like you're on a team, but everybody has uh, secondaries, secret like secret, secret objectives. Secondaries, yeah. But they're conflicting with the rest of your team more so than the opposing team. And you don't tell them. No. You're not supposed to tell them. It's got to be a big secret. So. But yeah, I, I really hope we see some adoption of the cards just so we can start seeing like crazier cards. And then if you have a suggestion for some cards, let us know. Once you see the cards, if you have a suggestion for cards, absolutely reach out to us. Let us know. Absolutely. Uh, I'd imagine we're probably going to have a uh, channel in the Discord specifically we're talking about these cards. Dude, you know what would be excellent on the cards? What would be excellent on the cards? The poster that I had to take down because I couldn't show it to work at work. Oh, the accountability buddies, I want you for the heresy poster? Yes, that would be... Oh, my goodness, that'd be so badass. There'd be that. Yeah, you put anything on them things. Yeah, that'd be tight. Okay. We'll have to talk to Duncan about that. That'd be awesome. Oh, we could also hold a contest. Yeah, we can get some printed. They're only like $3 to print. Okay. Oh, that, I, I know this because I had to print like 60 of them. It gets expensive. <laughs> but for, for yourself, it's only like three bucks. Okay. No big deal. Of course, that was uh, 2018 money. I don't know how that much. That was before uh, the world ended. That was before COVID. So I don't know what it's <laughs> going to cost now. So, so don't go quoting me and using coupon code RFI at <laughs> UPS because I don't think it'll work. <laughs> I appreciate you trying to use that coupon code everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you we don't have secret sponsors that you won't know about unless you try the coupon everywhere. <laughs> As fun as that would be, if we're sponsored by somewhere, if that coupon code works anywhere, we'll tell you. We will let you guys know. <laughs> All uh, right. So you want to jump into the Cthonia uh, FAQ? I was actually wanted to talk a little bit about the Sunset 40K stuff. Yes. Okay. So there's a big, big list of stuff they very recently have uh, moved out of production for 40K, which for 40K, I get it. Uh, we're trying to have more cool stuff. And we can't have newer stuff and all of the old stuff. Some of the old stuff has to go away to make room for newer stuff. It's sad when it's stuff that doesn't get like a direct replacement. So it's just models that are just no longer going to be available. If you owned and used those models, they're probably not going to have rules for very much longer. They'll move to Legends, which you can still use unless you're trying to play competitively. Because all your friends who want to play in a tournament aren't going to want to play test against models they're not going to see in a tournament. And... It, it sucks, but it is what it is. Uh, it does affect 30K because some of those models do have 30K rules. Things like Scouts, uh, the Landspeeder Proteus, uh, more of the uh, the Ironclad Dreadnoughts. So, yeah, it's the Scouts. I think the Attack scout, Bikes, maybe? The, yeah, the Attack Bikes are gone. Uh, the Scout Bikers are gone, which we never had Scout Bikers. Which, uh, But, I mean, the Scout Biker chassis is the Outrider chassis. So I'm curious if that means we're getting out plastic outriders. That'd be neat. Do are outriders not in the legends rules? 
When you say Outriders, like Space 30K Mar- bikes? Yeah, 30K Outriders. No, they're in the, the Codex. Yeah, their bikes like, are... They're in the... the, 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 the I could... The the liber yeah I got gotcha. you Imperium sorry the, the words slipped me and yeah no they're they're in the Imperium book and the Hereticus book yeah but that's the thing it's uh so the chassis for the Scout bike from Forge World is the for the Outrider bike is the Scout bike it's not the normal bike okay so it's a hybrid resin and plastic kit yes it's a hybrid Scout bike and I, I've never messed with the the thirty k bikes I've yes. only ever seen them after they're painted. So, so that that's one of the big things that I was curious about. Does that mean that we are going to? Because if they're sunsetting this and their windows no longer get sold, are they going to take the back stock, throw it all in the Forge World, or are we going to start getting plastic Outrider bikes? I wouldn't be. I mean, I wouldn't expect plastic jet bikes, and we got those. So my thing is, okay, is if you're thinking about them releasing Con on bike, right? Okay. They're going to have to do something, right? They're going to have to, like, they can't just go. Well, he comes with jet. Well, it's on a jet bike. He's on a jet bike, but at the same time, they know they're going to be selling some white scars, right? I mean, yeah. So, what are you going to sell? Some Outriders? If you're sunsetting the Space Marine bikes, which is like the main way people are getting bikes, and then you're sunsetting Scout bikes, which are the main ways that you connect these with Outrider bikes. So, I, I don't know. Speculation, but I think we might be seeing a. Uh, it wouldn't shock me. Hey, Outrider expect, kit on the way. I would expect to see him for Legion's Imperialis. Yeah, and yeah. that's been kind of that, that. That's been the tinfoil hat theory on why we've got new updated versions of some of those kits is because they had to convert old models to uh, old models that may have been done without CAD into CAD so they can do them for Legion's Imperialis. Wait, there's Outriders and Legion's Imperialis. Not yet, but I would expect to see Outriders and Leeches. Oh, okay. Guys. Okay. Yeah, me too. Interesting. No, yeah, yeah. There's something I was curious about. And then I was thinking about the Scouts because you have Scouts now and they're just like, well, if you want Carapace Armor Marines, good luck. Just figure it out. Yeah, just figure it out. I don't think they're going to be remaking the Scouts. I'd be shocked if they did, but. I guess they're like, yeah, you can use Phobos Armor if you want, but, you know. I was I mean, just curious about some of that stuff because I have seen a few people using like uh, scout armor scouts. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, those kit. A lot of the kits they're sunsetting are stuff that was old when I got in the game in high school. Yes, yes, the Space Marine bikes, especially the, the bikes, attack bikes, especially. Scouts. I had those scouts. Those the <laughs> those sculpts are rough. I remember. I mean. I like the metal ones better than I like the plastic ones. Yeah, the the metal ones I found, especially because I played Space Wolves and they had like metal Space Wolf Scouts, which look way cooler. Than I remember the, when uh, when uh, uh, Kyle got his Scouts and he painted them with tan pants. I used to make fun of him that his like his, Scouts had like cargo pants. His ca- Scouts had khakis. They were coming <laughs> to battle in khakis. So don't, don't get your khakis dirty. <laughs> you don't get that mud or get the khakis dirty. Your mom going to be very mad. <laughs> we always joked about painting a crease in his, <laughs> in his khakis. Putting the highlight down the front. Yeah. <laughs> don't get them khakis dirty. Your mom will get mad. But. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't expect to see a direct replacement for all of these kits. The Ironclad Dreadnought. Man, that was a cool thing. Yeah, I'm Probably. not really worried about that fella. I, I I don't think we're gonna see another one of him. 
And I think for 40K, they just put out a new updated Legends that has a bunch of these units in it, despite them being in the index mm-hmm. for Space Marines. They just straight up it was like, hey, these guys, these guys are not going to make it to your codex. Yeah, well, what's crazy is like scouts are pretty good now, like especially sniper scouts with the the ability to just take out leaders. Uh, and in addition, you can't shoot them with their uh, outside of twelve inches. Oh my gosh, they're just invisible. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's pretty good, man. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's all. Hey, don't get used to those. You can't buy those no more. So, Damn. it is what it is. I mean, but it was just one of those things where that kind of. That was the whole reason I want to talk about that is because I, I was thinking about like, hey, man, well, how are we going to get these uh, Outriders now? Unless they just give all the like, hey, give us all your scout bikes so we don't have to ever re-up on this because we don't get a lot of ores for Outriders. Cause, uh, I said, but what do we have when we release the con? Well, I don't know. Figure it out. So. It'd be really cool to get a plastic Outrider kit. Hey, man. I feel It'd like be I'm- really cool to get some updated unit entries for the, the Outriders and jet bikes. But. We'll get them. They're coming. Andy Hoare. Listen I mean, up. they're they're updating the rules. We just got an FAQ today. Let's talk some, about it. Let's talk about that FAQ. The Okay, if you've got a post-it note, uh, you can go ahead and write down the FAQ on that. So there's three changes in the FAQ for Siege of Chthonia. There's a... Uh, so well, for the, one, didn't they announce that like it was Chthonia and not Seathonia? Well, they didn't announce it, but apparently they had Andy Hoare on Eye of, uh, Eye of Horus. Oh, okay. Where he confirmed it is uh, it is uh, Chthonia, not Sathonia. Oh, okay. Excellent. What else did they get out of him out of the Iron Horse? Uh, was there anything else they got out of him? Okay. That, was the, that was the main thing I heard people talking about. I had a chance to listen to it. Just okay, to, okay. I was curious. No, that that's on my uh, on my must listen. List. Yeah, next must time pay I attention. Because I'm like, there's probably because. We had him on this podcast. I couldn't help myself. I'd be throwing. Hey, how does it? Am I not allowed to take Dreadclaw or uh, not, uh, not Dreadclaw? Deathstorm drop pods in drop pod assault? Really? I'm not allowed to do that. Was there too much vanilla in those cakes we sent you? <laughs> no. But that's just because I don't know how to. He's all. No, they were chocolate. I knew you got them. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh, so three changes. One, they removed the first strike secondary objective from all of the missions in the core book or all the core missions in the new book. So you only get the, uh, get the victory points once you don't score both of those missions at the same time. They changed up how the new warlord trait for sons of horse works, the clad in gold or gilded in gold. Yes. I didn't see exactly what the change was. I hadn't compared it directly to what the old one was because I had I didn't really pay attention to it that much because I don't play Sons of Horus. Uh, the other big change that they did is a ruling on the or an errata on the Decurian Locus. So the way it used to work is he added a reaction to his unit that would let his entire unit respond to a shooting attack with all of their defensive weapons and a turret. Or just a turret, no defensive weapons, but plus one to hit. Right. They've changed it, so now it is only the model with that special rule. Instead of the whole squad doing it. Right. Which, I get that makes sense. Yeah, but what happens if every model in the unit has the locus in it? I mean, you technically it, can. I mean, it, it's, it says a model. Oh, well. It's ambiguous, and I don't think we needed to nerf... This like like we didn't need a reason to take a Laz Cannon squad 
over a squadron of predators. And they don't get to use that reaction outside of outside of, like you can only use that reaction one time, but there's no additional What do you mean? They can't use that reaction twice. Not to the same shooting attack. Right. Not in the same not in the same phase because they've already reacted. Yeah, but okay, yeah, because they've already reacted. But theoretically, if you had three Decarians in the same unit, could they use that ability the two times? May make a shooting attack with the model eligible to make this reaction, but not with other models in their unit. Okay, never mind. Okay, good, good. So, yeah, I don't know. If you have multiple locusts in the squad, can you do it? I don't know. It's unclear. The, the wording in the errata seems to be singular, but it also assumes there's only one model in the unit with that role. Okay. I'm not mad at it. I don't know why they thought that needed to get called out when you have a whole book that needs to get worked on, but, you know. Yeah, if they, if they can just throw out FAQs on stuff, we could have been getting FAQs for other stuff. Come on, Andy. You got it. You got it, brother. You know, like, I'm kind of the asshole here because I would have actually preferred not having this at all. Because <laughs> now having this means like, hey, oh, we heard your we heard your complaints. We got your feedback. Hey, we changed up these three things in Siege of, Siege of Cthonia that wasn't really a problem. Like uh, nerfing the uh, Alpha Strike secondary objectives. That's positive. I appreciate that. I'm cool with that. I don't think it was as big of a problem as some of the other stuff we're having. No. And especially like, is there a ton of people out there playing Siege of Cthonia right now? <laughs> like... That's who, a good who's, question. Whose grandson complained to their who, just who wh- lost by one point <laughs> because of the secondary objective? Whose grandson lost and complained to their whale of an investor dad <laughs> <laughs> who said, Hey, can I talk to Andy for a second? <laughs> Andy, my son has a question for you. <laughs> hey, so my grandson, his last cannon squad got ripped apart by conversion beamers, and now he's like, He's pissed about... I don't know what's going on here. You talk to him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he, he said something about a unit of four predators, the conversion beamers, lighting them up. I don't know. Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> so fix it. Just fix it. Nah, I get it. But yeah, and like I said, they updated the cast and gold warlord traits. Uh, I, I don't know what it used to be. I didn't pay too much attention to it, so... I've got the updated wording of it. It's the one that gives you plus one strength and plus one attack for your warlord when he's in a challenge with a model with a weapon skill that is equal to or greater than his. Okay. Which is pretty cool. And then if your warlord takes that said model and removes him as a casualty in the challenge, you get an extra victory point. Getting extra victory points from warlord traits is tight, especially in a campaign situation. Like, uh, I'd played Kayla in her Raven Guard, and she actually pulled the win out with the extra points from Decapitation Strike for Slay the Warlord. Like, just that difference was enough to change the game. So having Warlord traits and other stuff that add secondaries to the game, that's really cool. I really like to see that. Looking forward to it, yeah. But yeah, I would rather... Like, having this now shows that, hey, they could have fixed... Anything else from the like laundry list of FAQ questions I've got? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? I don't have an answer for you, man. I don't have an answer. They're busy 
Building Legion of Superialis. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. I'm surprised we got even this much. That's it. But, hey, uh, Angel's Wrath. Any model or any unit that can take a Rhino can take a, uh, a Storm Eagle. Yes. So if I take a Tactical Squad and I take them to 20 guys, they could fit in a Storm Eagle, but they can't take a Rhino anymore. Oh. Because you have to be 10 or fewer models to be able to take a Rhino. To nope. Can't take a Storm Eagle. Can't take a Storm Eagle. Damn. Is that intended? Who knows? Am I not supposed to, am I not allowed to do that? Do I have to use a fast attack slot if I want to put a 20 man unit in a Storm Eagle in that right of war? I don't know. 20 man to spoiler squad in Storm Eagle. I'm waiting to see somebody bust out this the this <laughs> Angel's Wrath list. You want me to do it? I'll do it. I mean, I I found some people I could borrow Storm Eagles and Fire Raptors to proxy Storm Eagles with just to see. Because right now, nobody's running aircraft because everybody's afraid of the Daredevil. Yes, because it's deadly. Because the Daredevil will kill you. (laughs) I've had had a game where I brought two flyers. They didn't arrive in the same turn, and they got ripped. Just absolutely shredded. (laughs) The Daredevil said, yeah, boy. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I'm going to have a great game. Oh, I'm eating. You know what? Rest of the army, go ahead and sit back and watch the show. Watch the fireworks. (laughs) Exactly. I've had had a whole list just ripped apart by a Daredevil and then a heavy sports squad. Oh, goodness. Oh, we're snap shooting. Okay, well, you better hope we don't hit. You better <laughs> hope we don't hit. Oh, I swear to God, you better hope I don't hit. Ooh, and I'm going to be fishing. <laughs> well, you better. I hope you brought a net because we're fishing today. <laughs> well, especially something like Ultramarines that can, their Legion trait works on reaction fire. That's what I'm telling like, you, bro. Oh, oh, my snapshots hit on fives. Cool. I wear a bucket hat to every game I play because I be fishing. <laughs> I promise, bro. Like, dude. But I, yeah, it's one of those things like, hey, in a highly mobile format, yeah, I'm going to lose half of these Storm Eagles to Interceptor Fire, but what are the other half going to do with these cards? That's right. Being able to just drop guys wherever I want, it's going to be real dangerous. That's what I'm telling you, bro. When you got a Dare Day on the table, you see it's like, hey, you in an anti- Fly mode or anti-hover mode? It's like, oh, you man. Can anti- choose, you can choose Skyfire. Do you want Skyfire? Cool. I'm coming in hover. All right. We're coming in hover. <laughs> but then it's like, all right, cool. My last cannon teams are just going to rip it apart then. Yeah. But, you know, at that point, your dudes don't die in it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They just, they fall out instead of die out of it. <laughs> yeah. They, they hit the ground instead of nothing. They just evaporate. What's that game called where it's Barrel of Monkeys? You spill the Barrel of Monkeys? They barrel the monkeys out and not, you know, <laughs> horrifically burned to death in the sky. It's it. the difference from dropping dropping a can of soda versus dropping a can of soda out of the window of a vehicle going down the highway at 75 miles an hour. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> One's a lot nicer than the other one. So. But yeah, that's that's kind of all I've got for Caesar Sithonia. Uh, the local campaign, we're going to be moving into Apex Missions. Dirty. I think loyalists are a little ahead. We haven't been getting games in the past week just because I've been a little too busy to be plugging it just because I've had a, like thing after thing after thing fall on top of me. Metaphorically speaking, like just stuff I've got to do. I wish I didn't choose Trader so I could take Routeron. Damn. Did you know also Routeron can take any Warlord trait he wants from, from the loyalists? From the loyalists. And there's an Imperial Fist Warlord trait that gives you and your unit plus one weapon skill. Damn. So that makes Routeron weapon skill eight. And if you, by choice, decided to take a Crimson Paladin squad, 
they'd be weapon skill six. <laughs> so you just like the unit that was like the ultimate dig in and nobody could get it's like the, the ultimate tick unit. Now you definitely can't hurt it. Oh, weapon skill six is tight. <laughs> weapon skill six minus one to your strength. Like just mm. the, the ugliest stuff. They got feel no pain. Damn. Just two plus armor save, four plus vulnerable save. Dark angels are hitting you on fours and they're pissed. Yeah, they're like, what? <laughs> what do you mean I hit you on fours? Ew. Uh, yeah, nah, we're going to be here a while. You might want to grab something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so. But, but no. yeah, that's all I got for for Cthonia. Cthonia. Dude, Cthonia. That, that is all I have for everything. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, we got a pretty sweet little episode. Definitely, guys. Definitely, I think uh, we'll have some Apex missions played next week. Uh, we'll actually probably have some feedback based on these tactical objective cards and everything like that. So, Oh, yeah. Looking forward to seeing how that works out. But So, uh, if you would like to contribute to the podcast, you can totally give us a phone call at 361-265-8658. And I'll take you to our voicemail where you can leave a message that we will play live on air. If you don't want to do long distance charges for phone calls, you can just uh, send us a voice message over Facebook, Discord. Uh, reach out to us, however you reach out to us, and we'll make it happen if you give us an audio clip. Definitely, guys. And we will play it live. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, y'all have a good one, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>